Hello and welcome to the Cyber Scotland podcast. My name is Kirsty Steele. I'm the community lead for Cyber Scotland. In this session, we'll be hearing about the Cyber Scotland Partnership. The Cyber Scotland Partnership is a collaboration of key organisations working together to improve cyber resilience across Scotland. The partnership aims to improve communications, skills, and share knowledge that will help organisations and people recognise cyber risks and help them to stay secure online. By working collaboratively, they can share information and support communities in Scotland to thrive by being more digitally secure and resilient. And my guest on the podcast today is Keith McDevitt, and he's the Cyber Integrator at the Scottish Government's Cyber Resilience Unit. So hi, Keith. uh, Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hi, you're most welcome. So I'm just going to jump right in. You were involved... um, at the very beginning of the Cyber Scotland partnership. And we've just heard a little bit there in the introduction about what that is, but what what led to that idea? So we need to go back to 2015 when um, we, we at government published um, Safe, Secure and Prosperous, the Cyber Zone strategy for, for Scotland, so a five-year strategy. And behind that were five action plans spread across kind of public, private and third sector with the um, skills uh, agenda uh, also attached to that. And we were working as a small team in government with a number of key strategic partners. In fact, I think there was about 10, 9, 10 might ultimately have been about 11 strategic partners who we worked with to help deliver the actions that met the strategy's aims. And it was it was quite informal um i guess because everybody comes from slightly different backgrounds doing different things within the community and obviously community reach right across scotland plc was the aim so it was natural that we collaborated with a whole bunch of organizations who had that reach but one of the things that that we concluded that at at the end of it and it was very successful uh, as you know because you were part of it um was that with so much going on it was really quite difficult to get a handle on the extent of the activities that were being undertaken across uh, the board. And we concluded that you know, really additional value could come from actually bringing the group, the strategic partners together in a bit, you know, a much more formal uh, setting. And that, that's the idea of this partnership. So bring them together as a formal partnership. And this would allow us uh, to sort of demonstrate lo- uh, that strong leadership that we speak about and bring a real focus on the efforts of improving cy- cyber resilience right across Scotland. And you've outlined exactly what, what it says in the tin for the partnership. So that's, that was what was behind it. It helped us... Um, really focus on sharing the knowledge level across the board so we could identify opportunities where we could collaborate better because it's not uncommon for organisations to have a fairly siloed approach to what they do because we all uh, operate in slightly different ways and have different reach but it was that ability for one organisation to see the opportunity to also contribute into a wider piece of work Um, and that's exactly what we did. Attached to that, there was opportunity also uh, of really um, taking that collaboration piece and and addressing another issue that's been a constant, and that is the communications piece. So this is strongly about communicating messages throughout Scotland, um, throughout our communities, which are quite diverse, and really having a common approach to doing that. And, And indeed, the Cyber Scotland a partnership portal and the brand that we're going to grow was a very important part of that because there are plenty of well-intended organisations out there trying to do stuff in this space 
and it was quite a challenge for people to understand where they could go to get definitive guidance. So it was kind of rolling these two things uh, uh, together. One is formalising a partnership that was already successful, but building a brand, building a capability and actually taking it to the next level and improving that collaboration and focusing on the, the you know, the messaging uh, in the right way to the right audiences. And, and that's how it came about. And it was a fairly simplistic idea, quite frankly, and amazingly quick to come together. That sounds great. And you've mentioned um, some of the partners there that, you know, they've all got kind of different audiences. So maybe you could tell us, you know, who are some of those partners that are behind it? And, you know, why, why would those the right sort of combination of people? Yeah, well, so primarily it's about the reach, as you'll see. So, for example, in the early days, uh, we had the business, uh, the Scottish Business Resilience Centre, was one of the partners whose reach obviously is into uh, small small businesses, and indeed across the charity sector, where there's small businesses also. Police Scotland, universally, obviously there to provide advice and guidance and respond to incidents. Um, we had, importantly, you know, the National Cyber Security Centre, um, the UK Technical Authority, as a, a technical partner. That was also important. Um, obviously government itself. Um, Scotland is uh, a membership organisation that looks after the tech industry to give us reach into that uh, industry. And with our enterprise agencies as well, Highlands and Islands and, and Scottish Enterprise, because they were supporting quite a lot of the development of, of uh, both small and large organisations across Scotland. On the skills side, we had Education Scotland, we had uh, Skills Development Scotland um, and uh, uh, YouthLink, YoungScot and SCVO for, for the uh, third sector and charity sector. So you can see we had a kind of pretty broad reach and you can probably understand from, from what, what I've been saying that they all really are doing different pieces of work, but they have reached into the community in different ways. And that's the kind of reach that we really wanted to exploit. What we did want to do is bring that sort of common common themes, common messaging um, and to allow us to exploit that reach. Yeah, because cy- cyber is a universal thing, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to impact everybody. So those are kind of like your dedicated people that those audience would go to for those sort of types of support and that was that was the intent to try and understand that there was no easy way to kind of get that reach out there and you had to make the best of what what, what you had and we've since expanded that um it, you know these uh, initial organizations in the last um, year or so since we um uh, formally launched the, the partnership at Cyber Scotland Week. Uh, we, we've now developed that capability. We come together, we talk as a network, both at a steering group, strategic level, and much more importantly, at a network level, kind of coordinators come together from all these organisations where we just share what's going on and, uh, and bounce off each other. And we've added some very important ones of late. And particularly uh, IASME, who who uh, who provide uh, cyber essentials, which is a very important tenant of what we're trying to do to get the basics right uh, in the fight against cyber uh, cyber attacks. So let's get the basics right. We've supported that from day one. And the most recent one that we've added on was the UK Cyber Security Council, who are there to uh, uh, pioneer and, and take charge of the, the skills agenda across the UK. So these are important kind of UK links uh, into the partnership. And we're really pleased to have them on board because you know, we are the sum of all the parts that really do improve, improve our, our ability to reach and communicate effectively. And you mentioned that the partnership has been going now for, you know, just over the year. Um, yeah. So, and, and all these different partners, they bring different elements to it. So what was it that's been maybe maybe your highlight or the, the highlight of the partnership of these groups working together that way? You know, have you got any 
good examples of you know how how they, they've worked together well? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's still early days. Let, let's be clear about that. So you know we were in that position where we 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 had fairly siloed thinking for obviously uh, you know uh, the, the the reasons are very understandable. They they were operating in their area and they were adding the cyber piece to it. But the collaboration piece really came where you got the multiple organisations working on the same piece of work because uh, they're they're providing added value and a different uh, perspective also, which is really, really quite uh, importantly. Um, so this doing things slightly differently um, was quite important. Um, I guess uh, in, in year one, it, it's just really that being able to successfully create the community uh, that is Cyber Scotland Partnership and create in year one the brand you know, I, I didn't really think we'd go at this pace, but it was important that we established the portal, you know, the web presence where the partnership would would exist and indeed uh, uh, the content. So for me, year one is really about ha- having really accelerated and got our presence felt uh, and working on uh, on doing that. Yeah, a, a particular favourite piece of uh, uh, mine personally probably should be incident response piece because that's what I do day and daily but I'm going to I'm going to surprise you and say actually it's not I do like that stuff it is very important it's the thing I'm going to take to the the, the Scottish Cyber Coordination Centre is that incident response lead and let's get everybody prepared that's fine but actually the thing that makes me smile the most is DigiKen what's what was what's the DigiKen initiative <laughs> well DigiKen initiative is is aimed at people like me because it fits my demographic. For the slightly older, uh, more mature audience that that we have out there um, who have the same lessons to learn. Uh, One of the big issues, let's be very clear, is over the last seven to ten years, it's really been challenging for everybody involved in this business to engage an audience with important messages. Generic messages don't really reach it doesn't hit home it doesn't land and importantly people who listen to them just tend not to take them on board so what we learned very early on is actually you need to kind of tailor uh, messages to suit audiences and deliver it in a way that they probably would expect to see it. So the DigiCan uh, a program of work initiative was really about trying to reach slightly older audiences, more mature, let me, let me correct myself, more mature audiences um, through a medium that they understood and and, and using humour, which, which really appealed to me. So uh, getting very simple messages in the form of uh, a traditional 1970s uh, TV game and having a comedian front that, it got people laughing, but behind the laughter were very simple and serious messages. And it kind of demonstrates how we were able to be quite flexible and take what were standard messages that were lost to these kind of audiences and, and put them in front of them. And the thing that mostly made me smile about that with DigiCan is the fact that in my uh, UK-wide meetings, I had to translate what DigiCan actually meant, um, <laughs> which which always got a laugh. Um, so uh, it, it was great. And the final piece on all that is of course you know the absolute favorite favorite of mine is it comes with digican socks <laughs> uh, which are the most perfect christmas gift or birthday gift or anniversary gift for anybody <laughs> yeah i think i've seen you rocking those socks uh, certainly keep that a few <laughs> Indeed. events 
And did I do? Yeah, yeah. definitely get and help them spread the cyber message through do that way there's different ways to do it that's that's what i've always been been saying and if when they're lying in the washing basket you know uh, quite frankly they're going to draw some attention it's a talking point exactly exactly yeah definitely and it uh, the, like you said there's that sort of hard-hitting message behind it yeah. with the three sort of simple steps which is really kind of the aim of what it what it was and um, for people that are listening that haven't seen the videos, you can certainly watch them on the Cyber Scotland website if you search for DigiKen. Um, they're well worth a watch and, and test your skills in the in the quiz to see if you can find out what the answer is. Uh, absolutely. So we, we mentioned there, you know, some of the basics, getting them across. So let's have a look at like the bigger picture now. You know, what is the biggest cyber challenge basically facing Scotland? And, you know, what, what can the partnership do to kind of help tackle that challenge? So, so there, there's kind of two things here. So there's risk, you know, the changing nature of risk, uh, cyber risk. Uh, and I'll deal with that first because um, the two most significant changes uh, that, that have happened and endorsed by the National Cybersecurity Centre uh, is the evolution of cybercrime, particularly ransomware, or, or as you know, we like to call it extortion. Let's call it by the name it, it truly is. So it's online extortion, uh, often using encryption, but not not solely doing that now. It's evolved from being a, you know a fairly annoying attack to being, quite frankly, a disaster attack on on many businesses, with businesses really being taken down. And it's evolved over a very short period of time to become quite sophisticated and very challenging to deal with. And the impact for businesses can be really, really significant. Um, so that's a, that's a growing problem. Coupled with the other one is the supply chain threat. So criminals are, are often uh, seeking ways to improve uh, their return on investment because it's a business for them. And we all rely on supply chains one way or another. And often SMEs, small businesses, are actually part of that supply chain. And you have less money to spend on security. Uh, therefore, they're a reasonably weak link through which uh, organisations, uh, criminal organisations, can exploit. Indeed, even some complex organisations who have massive reach, such as managed service providers, are actually being targeted because we trust them in our networks because they're providing services that we rely on and therefore they represent a risk to us. So the whole evolution of ransomware uh, currently is one of the big issues and the supply chain attacks are the big threats. Now, that's the threats, but we're talking about challenges. The real challenges are organisations' ability and indeed individuals' ability to take proportionate response to that because the, the threats I've spoken about are you know, only two of the higher-end threats. There are a multitude of, of different cyber risks uh, that, that individuals and organisations have to deal with. But these are the biggies. These are the ones that are causing um, the, the, the most difficulty. So the real challenge is... Um, how we engage organisations and individuals right across the board and improve their understanding of the threat and their exposure to that threat and then empower them to do something about it. And that's often, for me, the problem. Messages land but don't, don't change people's habits. And unless we change habits of individuals and organisations because they're made up of individuals, then we, we're, we're in a really, really difficult place. Uh, and it's almost um, sad, but, but natural that when people, the time that people really learn about cyber, 
it's when they've been a victim of cyber, essentially when it's just a bit too late. Uh, and then they wish they'd, that they'd listened to the messages that they've sort of heard, but did nothing really about. Because we are all really busy people with lots going on. And funnily enough, life is bigger than cyber for, for the vast majority of people. So it's really about that, you know, understanding a changing nature of risk and allowing people to know where they can go and get good, sound, practical uh, advice in a way that they can both consume it and make sense of it. And there is no easy answer to that. There's no single message. There is no single source of truth in this. And the partnership seeks to find a way of making that accessible and working with uh, partners and organisations to to address some of these needs. And again, you know, DigiKen uh, project was, was one such example of actually trying to reach out to a particular demographic to land that message and sort of change behaviours. So the challenge is, as we continue to, to, to move on, not the cyber threat because it's evolving, the challenge really is getting people and businesses to recognise that threat relevant to them and take action. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's always been a sort of stage where people think that it's quite complicated or quite costly maybe to do some of these things. And obviously, yeah. maybe that does have an element to, to play in the way that people's actions are, you know, if they actually take it on board. I think you're absolutely right. And language has got an awful lot to do with this. So, you know, we, we information security, where this, this is all born from, uh, you know, is the realm of the techies who have their own language. Um, the, the language that, that we need to we need to translate that into the language of business for business, and we need to translate that into the language of citizens for citizens. It has to be tailored in a way that people understand it, that it's relevant to them, and that's actually uh, quite a challenge. But the diversity and the organisations that we have in the partnership bring these challenges to us. Uh, and Lead Scotland would be a good example as a partner that uh, you know we're, we're working with. Uh, who understand that accessibility piece and they can offer up uh, to the rest of us, the partnership itself, how we may, you know, take, you know, messages and actually make them available. And and so they're accessible in the widest, the widest forms, because that's that's what it's all about. So we need to get the basics right and getting the basics right is worth spending time on because some of the real threats that we have are still exploited and the very basics that existed 10 years ago, it's still about poor passwords, you know, that, that, that until they disappear, they, they will haunt us. It's still about phishing, not sophisticated ways of getting into networks, although that's possible, but criminals are lazy. They want the easiest route in. And the easiest route in is by exploiting uh, uh, individuals, uh, exploiting the fact that we, you know, are busy individuals and maybe don't take care and, and, updating our operating systems or configuring networks if, if it's a business. These are all basic stuff uh, and they're not necessarily highly technical, but these uh, I don't think we should ever get bored of, of pushing these messages because these are the things that will make the most difference to being able to defend ourselves against the vast majority of, of attacks. And for those that we can't defend uh, against, and you know, it, it's a lottery out there, folks, just in case you're not sure, an absolute lottery. Uh, it's just your bad luck uh, uh, often that you fall for these. Uh, and it's, it's no crime that you do because they're designed to work. Uh, you need to have a plan. 
uh, a response plan that, that's adequate for your or organisation or you as an individual so you know what you're going to do when it happens because it's SOD's law, it's going to happen and it's happening all the time, just currently for the vast majority you haven't seen it yet. It's just that kind of prepare for the... The worst prepare, yeah. or prepare for the, the hope that it won't happen. But exactly, you know, absolutely. And, and be content that in actual fact, if it does, you've done all that you think you could reasonably be expected to do. And I don't think anybody would expect any more of any individual or any business. And that that's a, f a fairly pragmatic response, I think. Yeah. So you've come up with some um, really good points there as well. So what would be, if, if you had to sum up anything, would you have like a sort of key message that the one key thing that you want the listeners to take away with them um, from this podcast well obviously i'm going to say yeah if you're not sure get yourself along to the cyber scotland uh, partnership portal because everything you could ever want is there but if you want your hands and, and, and this is a really, really important final message because this is an important one and you know i'm a guy who talks the talk uh, but you have to be able to walk the walk and there is no better way to walk the walk if you're wearing a pair of DigiKen socks. And the only way you're <laughs> going to get them is if you get yourself along to one of the events that you'll find Cyber Scotland Partnership at and you'll need to get in early to get your, yourself a pair of these snazzy socks because, as we know, socks are cool, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm sure the listeners will agree. <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, thanks to Keith uh, for that message. Certainly we will be popping up at the different events throughout the year. Um, so, yeah, come by our stand and I'm sure we'll have some there that people can take home, along with good cybersecurity <laughs> advice, of course. That comes to the end of my podcast, so I just want to say thanks to Keith for joining me on the call, um, and we hope you've learned a little bit more about the Cyber Scotland partnership today. But for the best place to find cyber information and advice across Scotland, visit Cyber Scotland website, cyberscotland.com.